You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Live from the table, The Comedy Cellar Show. I'm not even sure what the name of the show is. Is it The Comedy Cellar Show or Live from the Table? (laughs) Gnome is out of town. This is Dan Natterman. And we are the coming at you on Sirius Raw Dog Channel 99. And Noam, as I just mentioned, is out of town. He's in Las Vegas, oh, tending to the Las Vegas room because, as you know, Namesh, this is Namesh Patel. We have Ronnie Chang with us from The Daily Show. Hey. Namesh Patel is a writer for Saturday Night Live. I am, I am. And Ian Gelfand's a showrunner for the Comedy uh, Seller Show that is uh, uh, on Comedy Central, or we're waiting to hear it. Uh, whether or not it gets picked up, but a pilot was made, and we've discussed that previously on the show. Okay. And now it's been submitted to Comedy Central, and we're waiting for the the uh, Comedy Central powers that be to uh, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But anyway, I just wanted to briefly mention, because Gnome's in Vegas, that the Vegas room is opening... April 5th. April 5th. At and the with, Rio Casino. This will probably be... Uh, the, it'll prob- this will probably air on April 5th on Sirius, so it'll be tonight. Okay. Um, and it, as I understand it, it was trending on Twitter. Because a lot of people have been tweeting about it. Yeah. It's a good way to harness everyone's uh, social media. It's the most successful social media campaign, grassroots social media campaign I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Everyone just right. posting well, about I it. Well, I added my five followers to the, yeah. uh, to the mix. <laughs> but I know that uh, Ronnie has a significant, it has six figure, I think, in the six oh, figures. Oh, please. I got nothing on Nimesh. I got nothing on anyone here. My social media is like... Well, he's big in I, Australia, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's a exactly sm- how many followers I have, which means I don't have that many followers. <laughs> also, like, Nimesh, if we're on the, sorry, I don't want to go on a tangent, but Nimesh is one of the few who quit Facebook and didn't make a big deal about it. So, I, we, so we didn't even know that he quit. Yeah. I deactivate from time to time. From time. Oh, so you keep it like, there. I'll, but you, I'll go on because I once was doing a, a, a club and... Um, the people at the club were concerned I wasn't going to be able to promote or anything. And they I guess that makes sense. So I was like, okay, I'll go back on to like say, oh, I'm doing this show. Uh-huh. And then once that weekend is done, I'll go back off. Okay. I, I like Facebook because I like, uh, sometimes I, I connect with people I haven't seen in a while. I also like some to debate on Facebook. And I usually get <laughs> uh, in trouble for it. You're one of those. But, huh? but, but yeah. Instagram is not a debating platform. And Twitter, is, Twitter too, you can debate. But I like to use Facebook for debating uh, Instagram, I see no use for, but uh, I do it anyway. It's such a, a lawyery thing to argue on a written medium as opposed to in person. I like it because I tend to get carried away and yeah, I lose control. I've, I've seen this it. way. I can uh, take a step back, deep breath, and I won't wind up uh, taking a swing at somebody. Got it. I, I only uh, Ian Gell fan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. I only uh, go on Facebook so I can. Uh, Find out who I must vote for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, most people don't even do that. They just uh, go with their 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 gut wrong gut feeling. You think Zuckerberg's plan to like run for president got foiled by his uncovering of the fact that they were like swaying elections? Probably, yeah. I feel like he was probably no, going to run. Unless you're treading in, treading into territory that unfortunately I'm very misinformed, ill informed about, which is this whole Russian, you know, or the whole or the Facebook. Uh, influence thing. Uh-huh. So I don't want to go too far down that road because uh, I have to confess ignorance. Fair enough. On I was that, just making on a joke. That matter. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a fine one. Nimesh is a writer for SNL, you know. Well, He's one of our more successful alumni. Ah, come on. Nimesh, by the way, my first and I mentioned this to you, I think and we'll get to you, Ian, in just a second. We have a lot going on here. It's not 
It's hard to, it's like a three ring circus. I feel like, you know, Barnum and Bailey. But uh, my, uh, I, I think I mentioned this to you a, a few months back. Uh, a shout out to Avi Sodi, my first cousin twice removed, my first Indian blood relative. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Welcome so, to his, someone had a baby. My cousin's daughter had a baby, and the husband, the father of the child, is Indian. I don't know if he's in the same uh, cast as you are, but, uh, but uh, he is Indian, and uh, we welcome him to the family. We don't have any prejudices in our family. Good to know. And I bought him a little uh, rabbit thing that he could suck on, whatever. You know, those you go into the store, and it says, you know, ages zero to six months. Anyway, Judah Friedler just sat down. Judah Friedler. I'm just tabulating all the uh, questionable... Uh, Racial uh, statements you're making. <laughs> well, you'll let us know when I it's make at, one. It's at four right now. Yeah, I, 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 my pen just ran out of ink. Uh... Judah, do you know Mr. Ian Gelfan? I know, I know Ian Gelfan from this years is, this ago. This is G Judah Freelander, I, I think I mentioned. Decades ago. He's a showrunner, apparently. Which That's is what a, I've heard. He's it, a success. It's a term that nobody uses outside of show business, but I think it, I think it just means producer. Yeah, basic, basically, yes. Uh, basically, I watch other people work. And uh, you are involved. The comedy seller, Judah, as I assume you know, there's a pilot that has been made. Uh, we're still waiting to hear. I did a set that night on that. Yeah. Yes, Judah did a set. He did, did he a, make it into the pilot? He did I, a great, great job. I, I, uh, I will abstain from saying who's in and who's out. What they did for the folks at home... We recorded a bunch of comedians talking about the week's events because the show is called This Week at the Comedy Cellar, in which comedian think best week ever with comedians. Is that a fair way to pitch but, it? But, Dan, best week ever was with comedians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is best oh, wow. week ever, basically, but with comedians doing stand-up. Yes. It's stand-up clip. I, I, I would say, did you ever see this show on Comedy Central years ago, Stand-Up, Stand-Up? Yes, I think I was on it. Yes, uh, as was I, actually. It was uh, filmed in 1975. And uh, back then, it's the same idea except topical, where it's just every comic each week joking about what's going on, and then we uh, show that. So for the pilot, we all went on stage, and we did a few jokes about what's going on, and they cut out. They, they kept what they wanted to keep, and they cut out what they wanted to cut out. And... Um, I don't know if I made it into the pilot. I don't think I did. Well, we, we, what we tried to do is take the topical jokes that worked for what we were doing and not destroy people's sets, you right. know, that they would have to, that they go right. on the road and use all the time. I so, just want to say for the record, it's totally cool whoever's in it or not in it. No pressure. <laughs> you want to put me in it? Fine. Well, if I think it's already been totally fine. edited. What I'm saying is, <laughs> to me, have you seen Judah's special on Netflix? I Jude? love Judah Freelander. He is one of the best comics ever. Great point. He's also running for president <laughs> uh, in I, 2020. I have my special on my queue. I haven't watched it yet, but um, I've heard it was recommended to you. Yeah, I, I saw it, it getting made. Yeah. I think. You did probably see some of it getting yeah. made at some point. Ian, if this show gets picked up, we're That's all uh, our fingers are all crossed. I assume I'm, I can speak for everybody here that we're all uh, rooting for the success of this show. Of course. What, what is Ian? What is your role going to be going forward? In fact, what was your role going backward? Because I, I didn't see you doing anything. 
<laughs> That's exactly. Uh, I did. I saw you directing cameras. Oh, there you go. All right. So, no, I wasn't really there. I'm not. I don't mean. I'm being. They're hardly here. Yeah, what do you I, mean I was you being facetious, there? but but what is your? No, I know you're a big part of it. I just what what were you? You were a big part of getting it to this point, but going forward, uh, what will you be doing if the show gets picked up? Uh, you know, it's uh, I make sure that the that the show. Uh, retains the vision that the network had, that Noam had, that I had, that it stays in a very docu-feel way, that you're just a fly on the wall at the Comedy Cellar talking about uh, the issues of the day and having a great comedy come from those issues. So it, it, that's really my role, making sure that the, we keep the bar set high in each edit each week. And uh, now I have a question, Ian. As yeah. a Jew, producing a TV show, do you feel like you're helping control the media? <laughs> well, I would say that uh, it's an. I want to give that Halle Berry speech about like how I'm doing this for the other Jews that don't get to work in television. <laughs> all three of them. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Talking now, about racism. Well, I'm here at a table <laughs> yeah. with an Asian man, Mr. Ronnie Chang, and an Indian man, Mr. Mesh Patel, both doing very well. Great segue. Very yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying yeah. that, that, that you know I do believe speaking that show, of, speaking of racism, I, I believe no, because I believe that show business is might be the least racist business. Oh no, you're crazy. I see so. Um, wait, hold on. I just got a new pen. To write down <laughs> what an average statement. I see more. <laughs> Hollywood's a very racist business, Dan. Yeah, Sorry, but it's the only business you know. What? But have you seen the oil and gas industry recently? <laughs> Are they racist? I don't know. <laughs> they, they look like the, they look like they would. But I'm yeah, just saying. And, and in coal, they're all wearing blackface. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just seeing. I just see a lot of diversity. <laughs> Sorry. Dan, let's let that great joke live a little bit here. Come on. You're right. I didn't I, even know Ian was was Jewish until Judah. Said his name? Yeah, like wrote his name down on a list. Well, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Chan, Ronnie is from Australia, and, and maybe they're not as familiar with Jews there. Well, in Malaysia, we don't really have... And in have, Malaysia, they yeah. don't have any. We don't really have any Jews. And I, that, to the point where the Malaysian passport actually says not allowed to go to Israel. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, is, is that it's, true? It's, it's, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. Malaysia has no media. Yeah. It's a Muslim country. <laughs> It's a majority Muslim country, but secular. I didn't know that about Malaysia. Yeah, man. Yeah. Was that the place where they... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. If yeah. you misbehave, do you get caned? Is that the place? I'm sure, yeah. That's Singapore yeah. is Malaysia, right? No, it's two different countries. But Wait. both places you'll get caned, yeah. So sure. you can't go to Israel? <laughs> well, yeah, I, in my passport, can. I can't go to Israel, yeah. My passport will not allow me to go. I don't think Israel has a problem with me going. Right. Malaysia has a problem with me going to Israel. Well, yeah. Israel that's certainly doesn't. I'm sure they'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah. They're, the, they're a big comedy country, but um, yeah. you can get another passport if you really want to go. What do you think about what's it's going not that on easy over there right right now? It's not easy to get another passport. Oh, I got to yeah. tell you. I thought you don't have an Australian passport? No, no Australian passport. Malaysian citizen. Yeah. Let's talk about how well... Ronnie and Nimesh are doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Nimesh. We, we, Nimesh. I, Nimesh, you're, I don't know. Is there anything else going well, on? I know you're writing on SNL. Well, well, can I just say something? Nimesh came from Jersey. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, that's very difficult to make a show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> making it out of there, man. Look at uh, Rich Voss. You know, a lot of people <laughs> struggling for years trying to come from Jersey to the United States to do comedy. 
So Nimesh, uh, Nimesh did that. Reference. He came straight from New Jersey, wasn't allowed in Manhattan, went right to Brooklyn, uh-huh. where, true, where he, he, he started a very successful started comedy his room. own show in, in, in the most disgusting <laughs> bar in all of Brooklyn. <laughs> Turned into a hit. Into Such a hit, a hit that even even me in Australia, I heard of it. That's yes. how big a hit it the was. Work got all the way back to yes. Australia. That's Went amazing. To Australia. Yes. That's why you moved to America. I moved you to America. Heard I heard about. about I had the sponsor, Ronnie. Like, this kid from Jersey can make it. <laughs> yes. I can come. I already moved from Malaysia to Australia. Yeah. I can come from Australia. I have no excuses if this but, guy but, from but Jersey wait, can make did it. did your passport let you go to his Ju- club No, Malaysia also says no, <laughs> no, no Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> no, no Jersey, Jersey no Israel, and no, no, um, uh, no Brooklyn bars. Yeah. <laughs> but what, 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 I won't mention this. By the way, I came to New York as a civilian in 2012. I came here in 2011. I came in 2011 to do the New York bar exam. The New York I, bar exam. Yes, because I thought that was my only way to move to America would be to become you a You went lawyer. to law school. To become yeah. a bartender? And I came, yeah. Oh, wait. <laughs> and so I, I came to New York in 2011, and, I, and after the bar exam, I went to do some open mic stand-up rooms because the legend of, you know, uh, we, New York City stand-up comedy. I went to one, my, the third room I went to, I met Nimesh. Yeah. In 2011. Comedy Corner. Comedy Corner, right yeah. Right down the street. Wait, you weren't doing comedy even in Australia I then? was. I oh, was doing were. comedy in Australia. But you were also in law school or you had just graduated law school? I graduated from law school then. I was, I went, I, you know, I, I, I did comedy my last year of law school and I was doing comedy immediately after. I couldn't get a job. And he then, was voted funniest uh, lawyer in Malaysia yeah. at the... At Stand Up uh, Malaysia. At Stand Up Malaysia, Malaysia Comedy Club. I, I was... The, that's Malaysian they, strip. By, yeah. by the way, they do canings there. Yeah. Just so you know. If you don't do well, they cane you afterwards. So you have a very, very similar trajectory as me. Was I also started comedy during law school, my second year. Yeah. And did when you graduate I, law I school? I did graduate and I passed the bar, or bar, as Mr. Chang said. Um, yeah. He's got that accent. You know. Get yeah. your pen out. That's racism um, right there again. It's not racism. He has an accent. Many people, <laughs> many many fine white Wait, people oh, have accents. Absolutely. And when you make fun of them, it's not racism. Many fine white people have accents. I, I got to write that one down, too. <laughs> I'm just trying to get Nimesh's goat. His I don't <laughs> think you know you're from 1955. That, 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 that's also racist. Nimesh has a goat yeah. now? What's going on? Yeah, you do a Brianna, yeah. Um, what is happening? Yeah. So, and, and, but you went to law school. I think I went, frozen right now. I went to law school, <laughs> and I graduated, and I wanted to be, I never wanted to be a lawyer, and um, so I pursued comedy sense. and did part-time law stuff, um, mostly just a parale- of a paralegal nature, and, um, you know, just, but law school was a bad what idea. What was the first comedy club you got past that? Um, past that, I think it was Pips in Brooklyn. I mean, that was, you yeah. know. Oh, Pips. You know, that was in Sheepshead Bay. I used to go with Lewis Shaver every, uh, once, twice a week. And where, what Manhattan club? Uh, the first one I passed was the Strip, I believe. Strip, yeah. cool. And um, what about, um, where was this comedy corner? Where was that? Right down the street. I can't um, remember. I have a photo to, of it, though. Remember, um, uh, it, used, it turned into CBs, I think. Right, okay, before that, before it was, it was Sal's. Com- before that, it was Comedy Corner. I, I never knew Sal's, but I kn- when I started... PJ uh, ran that for a while. I wish I knew whose name. Big I only went, I only PJ went Landers. on, like, I think the first open, one of the first open mics I did in New York, maybe number five, was at Comedy Corner. Gotcha. And that night I'd met like... On McDougal yeah, between yeah, yeah. Uh, Bleecker and Houston. Yes, exactly. And now it's an Italian restaurant yes, or something yes, like yeah. that. In yeah. the basement. I met so many, like, I met Che there, I met DeStefano there, well, how, how I met Ronnie there. That was a good there. little place. How yeah. long have you been doing stand-up precisely? Since 2009. 
Same. Same. August, that's August nine years. Now, just, uh, you know, for the, the, the public doesn't, maybe doesn't understand how the uh, timeline in comedy typically works. Uh, but, uh, you know, it takes about ten years, generally speaking, on average, to, to start really, you know, generally cooking, I think it's fair to say. You know, Natterman, he's better than average. That's what I'm getting at. He he beat the curve. He went from zero to SNL in eight, nine years. I guess you started when you were eight years in. Mm-hmm. Well, zero is kind of harsh, but sure. I well, mean, zero. I mean, he's, you know, he's zero experience. Skills, I appreciate right. you defending me, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my attorney will handle the rest of the questions for me. He went from being a horrible human being to SNL in nine years. Right, yeah. right. Well, I don't know about a horrible no, human being, but no. probably. probably Nimesh, did you go? You didn't go to law school. Did no. you? went to business no. school. <laughs> I went to undergrad business school. Did you right graduate? Across the street did at you graduate? NYU. Yeah, undergrad, undergrad uh, at Stern wow. at NYU. And you graduated? Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. What I, mean, about, what I started about comedy a year after I graduated. Yes, yes. Well, Jude is also. Where most of us are college graduates in the in the comedy field. I think if you if you polled musicians, you might get a lower number of. I don't know this for uh, sure, but racism again. Here. Well, it's an, I'm an anti-music. I think generally speaking, comics are have more of an educational background. Is it Noam a musician? Noam's a musician, yeah, yeah huh? but he's not a professional musician. He's a pseudo. Hey, hey, hey. He's a. not a full-time musician. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of college, uh, Nova versus Michigan. Is that the finals? Yeah, tonight. Nova's in the finals? Villanova versus... Uh, oh, I thought you meant Nova Southeastern in Florida. No, no, no. no. I didn't know that's well, a school. I, this <laughs> is a basketball. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's a real Cinderella story. <laughs> this is a basketball. Zero to the final four in under a year. <laughs> this is... Uh, this is basketball, Namesh? Yeah, college okay. basketball. I'm not a big... I'm not a college basketball fan at all. Just, just like, playoff stuff gets me amped because people get excited. I'm like, oh, this shit is cool. And you could, like, put the... It's a very limited time investment to watch like the March games, um, and this tonight's game is supposed to be insane, and it's about eight minutes. So you came on a, a professional comedy podcast, right, to talk sports, and you decided I want to talk about amateur athletics. <laughs> which, which, by the way, this this podcast apparently is gonna, that's the secret to making it. I mean, that's apparently we're talking amateur comedy. We're talking about open mics. So figure, let's talk some amateur basketball. I want to. I need to ask Ronnie for some advice here. Now, as some people know, I've been homeless for seven months. I have not had an apartment for seven months. Ronnie moves to America. Well, where are you? Where, okay. Gets a job on The Daily Show within five days of living here. <laughs> uh, well, doesn't even have U.S. citizenship, I think, at this point. No one Yet manages to somehow buy an apartment, get approved by a co-op board. Oh. I've been trying to buy an apartment. You bought a place? Well, congratulations. I, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. No, pe- people don't understand. I mean, buying a place anywhere is an incredible accomplishment. And in New York, it, it's one of the more difficult things that can be done. Right. It's Ooh, just, uh, I've yet to try. I mean, I've tried, but I've, I've failed. Yeah, but I've Judah, you could get well, anywhere. Not, you, go, you point at a place, they'll have you in there. What are you talking I, about? I have the potential. I, I haven't succeeded yet in a victory. Wait, so. have you been turned down? No. No, but I've. <laughs> I figured, put in I bids and then I've withdrawn them. Or I've been out <laughs> well, there. That's you're on you. Been, oh, I'm saying it's picky. on me. It's oh, definitely okay. on me. Or you're picky. Yeah, yeah, and I also have a lot of psychological problems. But yeah. have you had gotten to the point where you have an interview with the co-op boy? No. Because I think you would do no. well at the interview. Really? Yeah, you crowd work with the co-op boy. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the next special. It's I've the co-op special. That'd be a great idea. Yeah, the co-op special. No, uh, Nimesh is special. going off to do a new joke night. Is Alan coming in? Okay, we've got 
Uh, I told. Hey, bye, Nimesh. Bye, give, Nimesh. Give Nimesh are, any plugs? Any any plugs here? Um, I'll be at the Comedy Cellar tonight uh, at 10:30. <laughs> uh, on April, then, uh, are you going to be doing? Are you scheduled for the Vegas room at any point? No, not yet. All I right. hope to be in Vegas at some point, Liz. Well, I'm sure if you want to go to Vegas, you will go to Vegas. But you're a busy guy. Would the summer be better for you because SNL's on hiatus? Yeah, once, once the season is done, I'll be, I'll be free. Wait. Okay. We've got a... I told uh, Stephen Calabria, no more, please, no more, like, you know, lawyers or political <laughs> guests, unless they're famous. I gave him strict instructions. I said... I have to get back. Okay. I'm going to say a quick plug for myself. Yes. Las Vegas Comedy Cellar, Wednesday, April 18th. I'm doing two shows. And my special, America's Greatest Country in the United States, on Netflix now. Okay, thank you for jo joining us. Excellent yeah. job, everybody. I think that Excellent this is nice seeing you, Judah. Thank so, Stephen, you, you can you sit down. Book. Thank you for the book. Stephen, you can sit down, too, if you run. want. I told Stephen. Yeah, I gotta run, Steve. I have a seat. I gotta run. How do you do, Mr. Dershowitz? Hi, how are you? You can put on your headset if you'd like. I can't hear you. Oh, here. put on your headset. Okay. I told, uh, this is our producer, Stephen Calabria. I, he mentioned some attorney coming. I said, no, for God's sakes, no more lawyers unless they're famous. That's what I told him. That was the, his marching orders. Oh, well, unfortunately, you've got one who's not yeah. well-known at all, but I try my best. I do a few cases this is the here most, and there. Probably the most famous lawyer in America, or one of them. Absolutely. Mr. Alan Dershowitz. Should I call you, you Alan, Mr. Dershowitz? Please, just Alan. Alan. Okay, yeah. Alan. He's very yeah. famous. You could drop in at any courtroom anytime. Just, right. Yeah. Right. Drop in right. He's a headliner. My, uh, <laughs> right. It's like a comedy <laughs> show. He yeah. comes Let in. me just do the intro. Hey, I, oh, once, I once won an important case by telling a joke in court. So I have some... Standing as a stand-up comedian, I was standing up, and I told the joke, and I won my case. Well, I just saw you around the corner. Uh, the reason uh, Alan is here is because the Comedy Cellar hosts debates, and they were debating around the corner. The debate was whether the Russia probe was a uh, whether the Russia probe endangered the rule of law. Right now, we're not going to discuss that tonight because I, it's very complex, and I'm just <laughs> I, I don't. I'd like to ask you some other constitutional questions, sure. if I may. I hope you're open to anything. Anything. I because just that's had, much I just less had, complex. I just yeah, had right. some scotch, so just be my. careful. Don't ask me too hard. Now, my 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 history with Mr. Dershowitz goes back quite a ways. Unbeknownst to him, I first became aware of him. He's been around for a long time, obviously. Uh, he's a legend in the legal field. Uh, when I saw in college. I went to see uh, A Reversal of Fortune. Now, you weren't in that, but it was based on the, your Van Bulo thing. You want to hear the funniest thing? Ten feet away from here is the producer of the film Reversal of Fortune, my son Elon, who put the whole thing together. I had written the book. He brought it to Hollywood, and he got the whole thing done with uh, you know, great actors, and it won the Academy Award for Best Actor, Jeremy Irons fine film and also a great memory for me because you don't know this uh, Alan but my college years were very lonely and uh, and uh, <laughs> no, no. I, I've heard that from a lot of stand up comedians right? well mine was worse even than my, did you get laid at all in college uh, yeah. uh, Ronnie well, did I get laid in college yeah. can I use those, that terminology I don't want to be disrespectful I, I don't offensive. know what it means I've never heard of it I mean I've bro I, run up in a very sheltered life four years not a, not a nothing not a kiss I object Sorry, I just anyway, had to say seeing your movie with my friends at the Ritz Theater in downtown Philly was a very nice moment for me, one of the I rare ones. That. Thank you. Um, anyhow, uh, let me do the introduction. This is Ian Gelfan. He's the showrunner on the new Comedy Central show that we're hoping to have um, called This Week at the Comedy Cellar. Fantastic. I uh, was just on a Comedy Central show, I was on the opposition. With uh, Jordan Klepper. Jordan Klepper. And he was terrific. He's yeah. so smart. He's very fast. I'm not familiar with the show. 
It's the it's the it comes on after the Daily Show, and he right. is basically it's it's Colbert 2.0. He's Colbert, yeah. yeah. Colbert 2.0. He's so he's he's uh, I like ironically satirizing the outright. Is he yeah. a conservative voice? Because we need a yeah. We, well, he is. Comedy Central's just saturated with liberalism. I feel like I felt the Daily Show could use a more at least moderate voice. Well, they have fake conservatives. That's they, that they fake, do, I'm talking right? about a real one. Yeah. Nah. Are well, there any funny real conservatives? That's the question. Well, there First are question. funny. I'm a mo- Donald I would, Trump. Funny, I, I consider myself <laughs> funny, and I'm a moderate. I would say I'm more to the center, but I don't talk about it on stage. A lot of comedians are more conservative leaning, but they don't talk about it on stage. So, so there are funny people that are conservative leaning, but are there funny people can, that are? Can I say? Can I, you know what? Go you ahead, know, Mr. Chang. Like, because uh, I, I started comedy in Melbourne, Australia. This is Ronnie Chang uh, from the Daily just, Show. I was just in Melbourne. Oh, oh you're just in Melbourne, uh, Australia. I spent. I lived there for ten years. Ago, yeah. I went to law school in Australia, oh, Melbourne fantastic. University oh, of Melbourne. Yeah. Great school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, and um, Melbourne is a very. Uh, I don't know if you got the vibe of this while you were there, Mr. Dershowitz, but it's a very. You call him Alan. He said. Alan, no, Alan, I, 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 I'm my my culture treats older people with respect. Um, so but you just I'm insulted like the yeah. man. He looks fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, Mel- I don't know if you got the sense while you were there, but Melbourne's a very progressive, yeah. extremely left left wing. It's a great city. Yeah, yeah, great city, very progressive. But because of that, the 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 comedy that comes out of there is also can also be very left wing, very progressive. Uh, and I, I know what you're we're gonna say that's comedy everywhere. But coming to New York. Two years ago, I moved to New York City. I found a lot of comics in New York, especially New York City, uh, very fearless with with their points of view. And I guess I'm I'm countering your point that there are no conservative comics because I found that there's a lot of comics in New York who will make the point and make it in a very hilarious way. But they're they're much more fearless in in saying things. Look, I grew up with Lenny Bruce. There you go. And you know he was the paragon of saying whatever he thought. But he got to a point where he stopped being funny because he was so political. Sure. He would read from the transcript of his trials and they might have been funny for him, but it wasn't funny for the rest of us. But sure. in his prime he was a fantastic comedian. And I and guess I, the... Sorry. Yeah. You know, I grew up with uh, comedians. I had Buddy Hackett around the corner from me. Uh, You're Larry, from Brooklyn? Was uh, that from Borough Park Borough in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Elliot Gould was around the corner from me. I'm a close friend of Larry David. Good friend of um, uh, you know, a whole bunch of uh, really, really smart uh Comedian, so I love stand-up comedy. By the sure. way, Alan, uh, you 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 fancy yourself sort of a stand-up comic of sorts. I actually also, uh, in addition to Ronnie having a law degree, I also have a law degree from Fordham. Great. Couldn't get into NYU or Harvard, unfortunately. Well, Fordham's a great school, great law school. It's a fine school, but it's no Harvard. You know it, and I know it. You don't have to be nice. <laughs> very right? very good school. Everybody knows that. My favorite, people at my favorite Fordham. comedian ever, though, was Harold Ramis, who was a dear dear friend, who made some some of the greatest funniest movies ever made in America. Uh, we used to spend summers together on Martha's Vineyard and sit on the porch of oh, the wow. Chilmark store just telling jokes to each other. And there was nobody like Harold. Right. Did, did he pass away? He, he died. Is. He yes. died about five years ago. Oh, wow. Tragically. Gelfand, where, have you, where have you been, Sorry. for God's sakes? Uh, I do have a couple constitutional questions sure. for you. How often do you get one of the foremost contra- uh, constitutional scholars... Uh, they're not in a, very in often. a comedy club, in, right. In a, right? Sitting right here ne- next right. to you. Like now, I've always week. thought that the Constitution was really. Let's face it; it doesn't. It's very. You can almost. Uh, there's no right or wrong answer to to much of it. Well, there's some right answers. If you're 34 years old, you can't run for president. Good one. That's no true. No matter how qualified you are, you have to wait. I had and I had a joke about you know the magazine Barely Legal. Remember that magazine? No. 
It was a magazine with very young girls. That okay. It was a Jeez. porno magazine with very young girls. No, it was called it. Barely Legal. Oh. Is that constitutional? And I, and I had a joke where I said, I, you know, I was reading an issue of Barely Legal. There was a 35-year-old taking the oath of office. Mm. And uh, <laughs> it didn't get huge laughs. Uh, but... but <laughs> But uh, Ms. Mr. Dosewitch, can you can you confirm this for me? Uh, like I, I'm tired I, of your politeness. You're in America now. Well, you the guy's a Harvard professor, and he's was I, I used to be. I'm now an ordinary guy. Okay, from well, Brooklyn. once a once a Harvard professor, always a professor. Uh -huh. um, the con U.S. Constitution only applies to the citizens' relationship to the government, right? That's the only time it comes into play. Pretty much. That, Pretty is that much. right? So any 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 complaint you have about the Constitution, if it's not because the government, if it's not an action between you and the government, it doesn't really pretty come much, into play. Is that pretty, is that pretty much, much right? right. That's okay. pretty much right. Okay. So my, my, my point in saying all this is that sometimes, I think in America, we, we I, I don't say we, I'm not American, but I, I find that people bring the US Constitution into play a lot, especially in, on Facebook, on social media, very casually, they throw that in there. Hey, when people are kids, I have a right. Mom, Dad, I have a right. right. Teacher, I have a right. right. Everybody talks about rights right. because the American Constitution is based on rights. Right. But the Bill of Rights starts, Congress shall make no law abridging that's, the freedom of speech. That's, that's a restriction point. on government, basically. That's my point, yeah. that, that a lot of people bringing in the Constitution to... Right. Uh, civil matters or like no. you versus a company or you and it's just for example under the Constitution you have no right of free speech right. in the sense that your company can fire you exactly um, you know you can be held accountable exactly. uh, but if the government intrudes then your uh -huh. rights kick in right. let, me, uh, let me let me Alan uh, as I call him Alan because sure. we're close yeah. like that um, oh, you know there was a question uh, recently where they were talking about uh, who we would let into this country, and th and there was the question of whether or not if we said we're only going to, if hypothetically we had a ban on Muslims, whether that's morally correct or not. We said only non-Muslims can come into the country, and people were saying that would be a violation of uh, the Constitution or the Establishment Clause. Yeah. Um, and the question came up: is 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 do we owe do do people that don't even live here, that aren't even citizens, or that don't even they're not even here yet? Well, Do we the, have to treat them equally? That, that was a conversation between Jefferson and Adams. Actually... No, we were talking about it just the other day. Yeah, Damn, no, I'm sitting right here. An exchange of letters, Jefferson and Adams. They both hated Catholics. And they both said it would be a better country if Jesuits were never allowed on our shores. But they both agree that it would be unconstitutional to keep Catholics out. It's not that any particular Catholic would have a right to come to the United States. It's that a law prohibiting Catholics as a group from coming would establish Protestantism essentially as the national religion. So that's what would make it unconstitutional. Okay, but now you convert that to Islam 200 years later. Okay, interesting point. But, but, um, did the founding fathers, I mean, obviously, if you had said to Jefferson, what about Muslims? He would have said, well, yeah, duh. You know, they're not coming in. Well, you know, he fought a war. Jefferson fought a war against Muslims, the Barbary pilots. We all know the song from the shores of Tripoli. That was about fighting Muslim pirates who were kidnapping Americans and holding them for hostage. So Jefferson had quite a bit of experience with uh, Muslims, but he never expressed, as far as I know, any strong opposition to the religion as such. He was much more concerned about Catholics. Okay. Because Catholics had dominated Europe for so many years and had repressed freedom 
various freedoms. I mean, you can call him a bigot, but he had very generalized views about Catholics, not so much about Muslims. Now, what about the definition of religion? Because can anybody say, hey, we're a religion? I mean, theoretically, the Nazis could have said, yes, uh, we're a religion. God told us to, 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 to invade Russia and to, and to kill people, so you got to let us in. Communists could say that they're a religion. Sure. What, what's a religion and what's not a religion? Well, look, the people who won't bake a cake for gays saying it's based on their religion, but those same people will bake a cake for a divorced couple, and yet the same religion that allegedly prohibits gay marriage also prohibits remarriage of divorced people. So people pick and choose what they define as a religious obligation. You know, you pick and choose. At my Seder, just the other night, somebody gave us a cartoon, and we put it up there, and it has a guy walking into a restaurant saying, I'll have a ham and cheese, uh, but hold the bun because it's Passover. Okay. Uh, now, obviously now, this is hysterical if you are Jewish. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> you probably don't get it. If you right. are Why, not. Are they paleo? What's, uh-huh. What is it? Um, they don't eat well, cobs. Yeah, during Passover, you can't eat bread. Right, right. But, but, <laughs> but if you're Jewish, you can never I mean, eat cheese. Right. This joke requires a heavy knowledge of... You just let him sit down. I'm, what's this guy's name? David Korn. Is this David Korn? He's very smart. Okay, he's, a, he's got a lot of credentials here. He was my student. He, I, Alan I didn't taught go to law school. Alan taught everybody. <laughs> Ben uh, Franklin. Ask him about Ben Franklin. Uh, One of your best B, students, right? B plus. No. B plus. B plus. Benjamin Franklin. What, what was B the founding plus. of America like? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you going to introduce? Yeah, the he's the guy. He's David Corney. He's a Washington journalist and political commentator. I, I can't so. go to the whole thing. But Are you sorry? He, 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 like he went to Harvard, so he's probably... No, 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 no. I didn't go to Harvard. And he criticized me you for, went, you said for you interrupting were, everybody. I wasn't a student. That's what I do, right? Oh, yeah, we're not his student. I was not a student. No, we're joking. He's lying. Okay. He calls it joking. I call it lying. I am claiming him because he's so smart. I wish he were my student. Ian uh, Gelfand, uh, uh, how are you enjoying this conversation? I'm enjoying it's it. Not yeah, the tip of, it's not the typical. But this is Ian Gelfand. He is the show. We do a. We we had, did a pilot with the Comedy Cellar where every yeah. week comedians talk about the world, the, the week's events. And it, it's doesn't called, John Oliver already do that? Forget John Oliver. This is John, John Oliver's Oliver, history. John Oliver's really good. This is, this is, I like this John this Oliver. Is eyes he of the stand-up. Stand-up. This is in a stand-up setting. <laughs> you know. But, Look, McDonald's. Oh, no, John's sitting down. That's true. Look, McDonald's is good. There's still room for Wendy's. You understand? We, we don't. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Look, we don't. They, so are you McDonald's uh, or Wendy's? It doesn't matter. You're not, <laughs> they, may be, they may be in and out burger for all we You're know. not the only constitutional hey, lawyer. Right? There's always room better for one than more. McDonald's. Right, yes. Yeah, I don't know. We are the In-N-Out Burger, the weekly show. You'll take that. I'll take In-N-Out Burger. So David Corn. But can I have one more quick question? I have to go watch the NCAA championship. Okay. Yeah. This Second Amendment thing. You know, I was there was this character last week named a couple weeks ago on the show who told me. I said, "Well, it says shall not be infringed," and that seems you know what that one could argue that that means shall not be infringed. And he told me I was an ignoramus. No, you're not an ignoramus. There are multiple interpretations of the Second Amendment. It starts out by saying, you know, the need for having a militia, well-regulated militia, well-regulated, and I think it means that if you're going to have guns, they have to be well-regulated. But I'm not in favor of amending the Bill of Rights to take out the Second Amendment. I disagree with the great Justice Stevens on that. Because if you started amending the Second Amendment, people will start tinkering with the First Amendment and the Fifth Amendment and the Fourth Amendment. I think we have to 
leave the Bill and of what Rights about the, and, intact. And, and, yeah, and prohibition. We, we already uh, took. Mr. Uh, Mr. We got rid of that. That wasn't in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> Mr. Dutzwitz, do, do you feel that should have been the, the guy has to watch basketball? Yeah, I, 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 I like you said. How, how many times can you have a the one he, of the greatest constitutional minds you're not of your getting generation? It. He, he's, he's had enough. Do, do you feel is, like the Constitution is, is a is a complicated document to understand for lay people, citizens of America? Do you feel that is something that? It is, that, but we have to explain it so that every citizen knows what his right. or her rights are. And, and we you can't think, keep it esoteric. Uh, absolutely. Do you think it's possible for ordinary citizens of America to obtain uh, a, a certain amount of profici proficiency in what the Constitution means? Sure. Is that, it's possible. It, it takes work, though. It does. You have okay. to read the Constitution. It's very short, mm -hmm. but about half of it is subject to multiple interpretations. About half of it is not. You have right. to be 35 to be president. That's right. not subject to any interpretation. Uh, it's not the Chinese 35. What about dog years? Where you're given one year, year where you start. <laughs> yeah, thank, you for, thank you for showing how multicultural you are. Right, right. And yeah, I hey, appreciate that. Great talking right, to you guys. So, yeah. Take care. Well, look, <laughs> it, um, obviously, if you were having an incredible time, he would forego the basketball. But, 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 but I'm clearly will. My son's here. Well, a lot lesser constitutional mind, so he can't be bothered really talking to but us. But we thank it. you for the time you gave us. Thank you, Mr. And it was more than more than we expected. Thank you. Mr. Mr. Korn, where did you go to college? Um, I went to Brown University in oh, Providence, Rhode Island. Are there a lot of uh, for, like art artists in Brown University? For well, some actually, reason. next door there are. It's RISD. 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 Very yeah, good. RISD. And a lot of people. Like, know who went to RISD? Very funny man. Martin Mole. Great comic, but he studied painting. Talking Heads went to RISD, but I don't know why I'm promoting RISD because... I went to Brown. Right. Well, no. The guys who created Friends, I think, went to now, Brown. Now, Mr. Corn, could I call you Dr. Corn, Mr. Corn, David Corn, or uh, DC? <laughs> you can call me David. Or anything else. It's well, your, I'll call you David. Damn show. Our, our dear friend, uh, Mr. Chang, will call you Mr. Corn because his culture respects old people. Wow. Which, is, which is, to me, a backhanded compliment. It, very backhanded. You know, but... Uh, <laughs> How old do you have to be old to be respected in China? Uh, well, let's just say you it's like porn, you know it when you First see it. First of all, it. he's not just... <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I think that's what Justice Stevens said. This is two references to a Supreme Court justice in one comedy show, probably a first for Sirius XM. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Corn, he's not Chinese. I am Chinese. He's ch But he's Malaysian. Dan, Dan I, every week I see you, you ask me where I'm from. Every week I tell you I'm Chinese from Malaysia. Asia, and every week you get it wrong. Is every he, week. He can this is literally every. I've known you for like two years now. You've never gotten it right once. You know the you know the details, but you can't. No, like, but put it I together. see you as a Malaysian. <laughs> a I mean, my national, couple. My yeah, because if I said to a black guy, I said, "No, you're not American. You're African." Well, no. Yeah, but right now you're saying to me, "You're not Chinese. You're Malaysian." Can we see your papers and clear this up? <laughs> wow. Let's just get right to it. This yeah. is I mean, Trump's if, America. If, if Donald Trump was here, yes. Chinese, Malaysia. When you said that your culture, I thought you meant Malaysia, not Chinese, because that's where you grew up. Right, but I'm ethnically Chinese. So Chinese oh, I know you're like, ethnically Chinese. Yeah, no, 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 this is the thing in America. But in, he, in America can, he, can he claim two different cultures at is, once? No, no, this is the thing in America. In well, America, if you're not from America, you got to be one thing. If you're more than one thing, it's too fucking complicated. If I tell you I'm Chinese from Malaysia, it's like... It blows my it's mind. It's too much. It things. blows Just be Asian. my mind. Like if I had Just a be Asian. If I had a child, like Namesh, he, to me, he might be of Indian ancestry. American is apple pie. Yeah. I don't consider him... Absolutely, because you know, he is American. You know, you know where they eat a lot of apple pie? No. Holland. And I tell you... Why? Why do they do that? How do you, and how do you know that? Because my wife's well, from who Holland. Who do we have here? You're inundating me with high-level people that I'm not equipped to talk to. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, this person... She was in the FBI, so be this careful. This is Asha Rangappa, I believe is this pronunciation. Now, how, how are you famous? 
Big one like CNN. Dan, you can't ask that question. That's I'm so sorry. That's very rude. Are That's you, very rude are you like a CNN person or I'm one of those CNN contributor talking yes. head type folks? Yeah. She was also at the debate around the corner. Who cares if she's famous? She's special agent. You're in an Amer- You're an American she, one. She went to Yale. It doesn't. Oh man. Ronnie God. Chang is a Chinese guy from Malaysia. From Malaysia. And, he, mm. and I said, so David Corn said. He said his culture respects older people. That's uh-huh. why I respect David Corn. And David Corn said, oh. this Assumed that by culture he meant Chinese, but I assumed that he meant Malaysia because he's from Malaysia. Okay. It was very complicated. It it's is actually. Complicated. <laughs> David Corn, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you think Alan Dershowitz was having a bad time? Now, with you know you, him better than I do. With you guys? Yes. Yes, with us. That was the happy Alan Dershowitz that you saw. <laughs> because he left to go see a basketball game. Listen, I, I, I find that inconceivable. Well, the point I is, I find that inconceivable. Dan, I mean, you're, you could have the dream team here, and I would still be talking to you guys. Very, that's very, that's a high compliment. But Dan, you gotta understand, when you are old, <laughs> you don't have a lot of time left. Oh, for God's sake! You go, so, dude. You don't give a they, fuck anymore. You're like, I'm not gonna sit here and talk to you. I'm gonna go watch so, basketball. What you're saying is, there are only so many basketball games exactly. left. Exactly. Exactly. How many Final maybe, Fours? Maybe I should go then. This is how you respect <laughs> old people? By, yeah. by telling them that they're going to be dropped dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah you well, he calls them mister, though. So. That's what they do in Malaysia, I guess. Yeah. Yes. You're going to drop dead soon. So Asher and Gapa, uh, What's in counterintelligence? That's intense. Well, you, you, it says, hey, Don't you, mess you, with her. Are no. you another Harvard person? No, she's Yale. I it's could kill right you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, right. Don't worry, he's dying how, how on long, his own. So. How, long, how long were you working counterintelligence for? I did it for three years. For three years? Yes. Yeah. Ask her. Ask her the best spies she caught. On the most important. I don't spies. want. To, I, I'm scared to okay, ask her anything. Who's the best close. spy you caught? <laughs> David. Asha, so come on, you can tell. It's just the radio. It's, it's just, just us. The radio. You can tell it's us. Says. You can just tell us. Well, let me just, just ask. Girls. Have you ever caught a spy? I did catch spies. Wow. Physically um, catch a spy, or there he is, go get him. <laughs> so, yeah, you identify them, and I actually got some to work for us, for the U.S. Wow. government. So that's kind of the holy grail. But after they're caught, you got them to work for you? Yeah. What about yeah. so they're caught, you go into a room, and you're like, hey... Well, it's not, it's not like all happening at like one time. Sure, it's, it's like over a the process. course of Are any of these spies Do you work? watch the Americans? <laughs> I don't, sorry. Are any of these spies working undercover as Daily Show correspondents? I can neither confirm or deny that. Do you, know, do you recognize this man, Ronnie Chang? <laughs> did, you, did you catch me once? I, I no. have never <laughs> seen him Do you watch the Daily before. Show? Um, I do. Well, he's a Daily Show correspondent. I, I got a question for Asha. Yeah. Did, how, do you, how is that a job you can leave? Like, is there a, a huge, like, for example, even right now, you have to be very careful what you say. Yeah. So how can you... You know, like how how is there a job that you can leave and re-enter the not just re-enter the private world, but you're on CNN talking every day about issues. You know, you can't let stuff slip. Is it just a matter of That's being very right. careful? Yeah, you can't talk about actual cases, but uh-huh. a lot of what I comment on are uh-huh. general principles or kind of the uh-huh. way that the FBI conducts investigations, which are generally public. I mean, these are okay. you know transparent rules and stuff that the FBI follows. But when you leave, do they give a, give you a talk like, hey, don't say? Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, do? yeah. You okay. go. No, t- you tell them about the chip. That they put in your brain. <laughs> right. You're not getting the full picture here. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm sure I'm not. I, I, you know, I beep when I go past. Uh, yeah. Are you a Black kind of... Mirror fan, apparently? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Can I, I have a question? Yeah. Is it true you can catch more spies with honey than vinegar? That is true. And that's what they teach you. So, Mice. waterboarding doesn't actually get you a lot of information, but give, offering them things that they want 
gives you. I was told. I was told. I read somewhere that 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 porno is a big. Uh, <laughs> something that they offer. It keeps coming back to porn with well, you, Dad. Uh, when was the last time I mentioned porno? Well, barely legal. Oh, barely legal. And, and I think uh, I told a joke in front of Mr. Dershowitz, or Alan, as I call him, that I don't think he, that might have been the reason he left. I said, I said that, I said that I... tell the joke again now. I said that I bought Should a... Should we ma- leave? Are you familiar with Barely Legal magazine? Barely Legal magazine. I, 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 I can... I, I, I can imagine. Well, so I said I, I I got a copy of Barely Legal. It was pictures of thirty-five-year-olds taking the oath of office for president. <laughs> it's a real. <laughs> I think I got a thirty-four. Go. <laughs> That's good. No, no, That's barely good. legal. Can you put Meaning that you, in the you're pilot? Legal. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> put that in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, he didn't quite roll with it as well as you I got, did. As and I think that that might have been what made him decide that tonight was the night he's going to become a basketball fan. Well, it wasn't Reese. Witherspoon in that movie, Barely Legal? No, that's, I know, that's, bar- that's, that's Legally, legally Blonde. blonde. Oh, I tell you, this guy's funny, this corn wow. fella. As, as His last name is not corn for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that one before. All Ash, right. Well, I want to ask... Sorry. How this is how you turned a, a spot? Like, how you... Is it just offering... How you flip them? Mice. Is it just offering them what they want? No, you first have to figure out what makes them tick. So the idea is that everybody has a price. Right. And sometimes it could be very, um, you know, venal things like money or. or what do you mean by venal? <laughs> <laughs> like vain. You okay. Know, like, okay. You know, a, things that. It's one of those words I hear, hear, but I never quite knew what it meant. Right. But sometimes it could be about their kids. Like it could be about getting them better opportunities or, you know, being able to live in the States or getting medical treatment. I mean, Things that the United States is in a very good position to be able to offer. And we're very fortunate to be a country that can offer those things, unlike, say, Russia. Like you know? HBO. Well, unless... <laughs> right, HBO. Yeah. Free unless, cable. Maybe can... they want free cable. <laughs> I mean, unless that's they're Muslim, then we can't offer them anything these days. What do you mean? I'm just making a joke of the Muslim man. Uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. Dr. Korn, do you think that... <laughs> so bad. Is it Dr. Korn? It is Re- now. Re- Reverend Korn? It is now. All right. <laughs> do you think that uh, Donald... Wait, which, 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 you're an attorney? Did you call your dad popcorn? You, you wrote a... Oh, my uh, goodness. Can yeah. I write that down? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. You, He's uh, dead. You, oh. you wrote a book. <laughs> uh, you're an anti-Trump guy. Is yeah, that correct? Um, you could say that, yeah. Do you think that he got peed on in Russia? Because I know you had mentioned that around the corner. <laughs> Well, you know, this is where I can plug the new book I've written with Michael Isakoff called Russian Roulette. Okay. We, uh, I was the first guy to see the steel memos in which that was alleged, and I That's wrote right. about it before the, um, before the election. And in our book, we quote Christopher David Steele, the British spy who wrote those memos, saying that he now believes on that story maybe it's 50-50. So I can't do better than that. That's what he believes... I think it might not be so likely, but I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into the details, oh, yeah, Donald Trump went to Russia multiple times. We know people have talked about him bragging about escapades in Russia. If he did anything there at any time, it's on tape somewhere. The Russians had it. You can't be a prominent person and go there and fool around and not be noticed. Maybe you guys can, but a prominent person <laughs> really can't get away with that. Right. And so it could well be that there's other material in the vaults that, God, I hope my eyes never see. Well, you know, there was a, a, an airplane that full of gold bars in Russia that the, the cargo door dropped, opened accidentally. And... Uh, <laughs> 
and all these gold bars fell out. Did you hear about that? It, it, it's true. It's true. There, there was a, there was a okay. full of gold bars being transported out of uh, Russia, yeah. and the cargo door opened in flight, and all these gold bars fell out. So I wrote a joke saying, uh, they asked Trump, what do you think about the shower of gold in Russia? And he said, <laughs> we've been through that. <laughs> now, <laughs> That's a lot of setup. <laughs> it, it is a lot of setup. I wrote that as one of my, I recently submitted as to be a monologue writer for Fallon. That's a joke they would probably never use because it involves yeah. golden showers. Well, what the fuck? What, but but I thought that, it was a funny joke. Did that actually happen though? What are you yes, talking about? Yes, it's a real thing. Yeah, there was but a, you gotta, you, it's, well, not, I, it's not common knowledge. That no, that that, that's why yeah. That's why the, the host, would, host would come out and say, hey, did you hear about this in Russia? A cargo door opened and a, and a bunch of gold bars fell out. And, and <laughs> all over the place. And when Trump was asked about this, <laughs> right? That's an appropriate monologue joke. Yeah, if you set it up that way, that's how I set it up. Sure, I'm now, just, I don't now, know what's happening with the bars. <laughs> the bars fell out of the plane. Yeah, but what, I, I have so many questions about what it, like, what plane, where did it fall out? It how was much a cargo gold? plane transporting gold bars. How many people died? Nobody You're died. You're making fun of a tragedy. Nobody died. Nobody died? Maybe, maybe. Was a, it over the ocean? Maybe, no, it was over land, but nobody was in the area. It was in Siberia. Anyway, my point is, because it's not a popular news story, it feels like you're just making up a story to have a joke at yeah, the end yes, of it. Yes, but monologue jokes often do that. They'll say, hey, did you hear about this? Yeah, but it's, when but you... Hard, this is a good ethical question for those of yeah. us who are not in your profession. Yeah. When a host comes out and says, hey, did you hear about this? Does it have to be true? No, it absolutely does not well, have it's to always be. Oh, my goodness. This no, is it's like, always true. This is world-changing for me, so you can't believe these guys. No, no, it's always true when they say it. I, I mean, I, does it have to be that legally you can't sue them? But uh, it's yeah, always going to be. back in your yeah, ass. Let's get Alan yeah. back. I mean, because of <laughs> anyway, the trust thing with the, the audience. That was one of three pages worth of jokes I wrote. Obviously, a golden shower is probably not something Jimmy Fallon would talk about anyway. No, but I, I stuck it in there because why not? Least, when when was not, it? At least not on the show. I submitted it. Well, I, I sub this happened like two weeks ago, which is when I wrote the joke. Nice. Have you heard back? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> no. But uh, but but uh, I wrote. Numerous jokes that were more Jimmy Fallon-esque, but since we're talking about being peed on... No, no, I get it, I get I it. I thought that I would interject sure. that. It what might be, what it, if you found out that was a joke that, that, made, them, the that made them decide, you know what, we liked everything else, but that one just went too far. Whoa. I don't think they would do that, I, because I think they would say, look, we like what you do. In future, try not to talk about golden showers. Because right. we're not going to use those kinds of jokes. My sus suspicion is is that Fallon wouldn't want to use a golden shower joke. But it struck me as so funny that uh, and 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 Dr. Korn seemed to like it, unless he's just humoring me. He's not a doctor. Are you a doctor? No, no not at all. He's not a doctor. Notice he is not running off to see the NCAA tournament. But I am going to say goodbye, and I <laughs> hope you hear from Fallon tomorrow. Well, is there is there a curling match going on? What's your excuse? <laughs> it's the yeah, golden shower. I, I, I DVR'd all the curling, and I haven't caught up yet. <laughs> okay, but no, we're not. Uh, all right, so uh, David Korn, everybody. Thank you so much. Buy his new book from Russia with Love. I think it was called Russia yeah. Roulette. Russian roulette. I hope. Did you have a good time, David Corn? Can I call you David? Because Alan said I could call him Alan. Dan, how long, how long have we been doing this? Uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, Ronnie. No, I feel like we had two, three, like, great experts in their profession. We completely squandered the opportunity to well, ask some relevant I, questions. I, I hear what can, you're saying. Can we say I four? hear what you're saying, oh, Ronnie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ian, that's right. Ian was here. I hear what but you're Ian, saying. Ian is still here. I, well, still I only approved one of those guests. That was Mr. Dershowitz. And I do think we got a lot of good information out of We didn't get shit. Him. We didn't get shit. We, I think we got a lot of good information, but I'm trying to strike a balance between not getting too into detail about the Constitution. You're doing a bad job. You straight up went for a Constitution immediately. 
you the whole time you're telling me about you don't want to get too deep into it, and then you bring up but Mr. Dos the Constitution, but that's not your first question. Well, but then you say I squandered an opportunity when talking with Yeah, because then you asked him quite but then you, you didn't let him answer. I want to hear more from Asha. I didn't hear anything from the counter well, intelligence. Actually, I, I have to be honest with you, I didn't approve Asha as a guest. And so you, that it was a power move on your part. Wasn't like, a power move, but I have like, to. I'm, I'm trying to run the show. I've got a million different angles going on here, and I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and I, you know, that's and, fascinating. We had a counterintelligence. I know, wasn't that it, you know, amazing? I, I, it, it's, I'm sure she's fascinating. It wasn't fascinating to, to me, and I have to be interested in the really? subject. But yeah, because I, I'm the host of the show, oh, no, no, and, no, and since I, Gnome is not here, I, I, why, I'm reason. the host but designated. why are you not interested in counterintelligence? That's so fascinating. I, just, I don't know enough about it. I just don't, I, 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 I just, to it get into it. It doesn't interest you? I mean, I would like to know what she thinks. And also, I don't know who she is. I don't know what her level is in that business. I haven't researched it. In other words, I was, it was sprung on me at the last second. This Yo. girl, Asha... Uh, Ron Joppa. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at her bio uh, and now right now. I would have to read her bio and then no. figure out where she, what kind of work she does, and what her qualifications are, and then on the fly, kind of ask the best questions we can get because she's only here for a limited time. And I, you know, it's, you stressed uh, yourself out because you didn't ask anything. I wasn't. So, so, <laughs> right. uh, so uh, I don't. What did I not ask her anything, Ian? I don't. I don't. Ian, think where, you did. where are we at? How long have we been? Oh, we got another ten minutes. Or so where are we at with the Comedy Central show? There. They're, they're, they're deciding now whether or not to go forward with it. Uh, well, do, do, what does your spider sense tell you? Do they seem to... In, do, the, do they have to send it to focus groups? They, so they send the uh, pilot. They've sent it to focus groups, and it scored very, very well. It scored very well. So very well. Even I don't know what the, so they're not going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, there were five pilots they sent out, and we heard back that it scored the highest of those five pilots. Now, I don't know what the scoring system is if it, in, in, in focus groups. Did it get into Harvard? Is really, is it, did is did it a pilot get into Harvard? Maybe Brown. I'll take Brown. And if it goes forward, will... Do you have any sense of how many episodes they typically would buy? Eight to ten for the first round, and then see how it does. But let me ask you. Let me ask you two yes. a question. Good, good, good. Uh, yes, Ronnie happens to be in the pilot. Oh, I am. Yes, oh, and sorry. let me ask you: Would you be excited to be in this show weekly? If we had yeah. this show, I come up. You yeah. do a couple of no. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I don't interrupt you. Yeah, a couple of topical jokes yeah. each week, yeah. and you make it into the show. Would that be exciting? Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's the one thing as a as a stand up comic perspective I can give you is that being associated with a comedy seller is obviously in and of itself already a tremendous uh, a tremendous accolade, and then getting, getting being on television doing stand up is great, right? And you put us together is great. The the only downside is whether or not you can keep up the pace and have material that you think is ready because which is the beauty of the show right it's the challenge of a show is is having funny stuff that of of things that happened that week and, yes. and w without having a chance to work on it right essentially because yes. it's, it happened that week so you don't yeah so that's the challenge and that's a you know that's the where, that's where the art form comes in i'm not i'm not saying yes or no either way that's that's what it's about so but what, what the fact that you're a correspondent for the daily show what yeah. if any conflicts might there be with the daily show tell you what well, you can't be on it or it's you I can't mean, tell certain well, jokes it's comedy central it's a comedy central I show so i doubt there'll be that right. and and, and okay. i don't think there'll be any conflicts with um I, I mean, look, this is one of those things I feel like it, you cross that bridge if it happens, but my sense of it is that it wouldn't overlap with anything on The Daily Show. I mean, that's my, you know. I'd be, the Daily Show is actually very, 
uh, good with letting its people do projects, you know, and very rarely do they pull you back. So, yeah. what, what I would say, Ian, is if you're also asking me, I assume yes, you are. Yes. Um, my, my, my feeling is this um, sometimes, to, you know, I would want to. Um, Obviously, would want to be on TV. Obviously, you know, being on TV is a good thing. You get your, uh, you you get more fans and so on, and more exposure. Uh, but I would want to do the best job that I could. And in order to do that, uh, it would require to work these jokes out. I mean, a joke that you just wrote and do for the first time may not be perfect. It may not be in its final form. It might take an entire week to work through the joke. Sure. Such that when it when it was game time, the joke would be in its its final product. Well, that's that's the um, that's the challenge of the yeah. show. Well, for so sure. would you be like, how would it work? Would you be taping once a week so that the whole week we might go on and practice and try to get the jokes right, and then on tape day we go on and we do it? Yeah, I think I would tape uh, two to three sh- uh, nights a week. And, and therefore, you could try it maybe more than once, as well as uh, you could try it before the taping, as we led up to the taping, and then you could try it then. And don't forget, it's also, it's a weekly show. So if you're not on the first week, you may be on the next eight weeks, and you might not be, you know, whoever is bringing the material and doing a great job is going to, of course you know, uh, get on more. And some people, it takes them more time and, uh, and whatever. That's, I'll, that's I'll tell you what cool. my thoughts are going to be. This is going to be psychologically, could be very difficult for me because I anticipate being very competitive and saying to myself, well, shit, why is that joke on? My joke was better than that. I got more laughs than that. I see this as it's going to be a week-to-week stomach churn for okay, me. But this is not your concern. No, I'm no, saying but, for me... But you know what? There's yeah. something about it that... Um, which is interesting you say that because you were in and out of the pilot many times because you I could sense... I felt the a disturbance in the force <laughs> whilst you were uh, but, uh, editing this thing. But, but it's less about your particular jokes and it's more about the buckets we had to fill, like we're talking about this with Trump, or we're talking about that with the Me Too movement, or we're talking, and then where your jokes fit in and how they fit into the flow of the whole thing. So even if you had a great joke, sometimes it doesn't fit exactly right. So it's not it's not all about like, oh, I had a better joke, or I worked on this harder. It's also about where it fits, what the buckets are, how it fits into that bucket, and whatever. Um, I got a question, but yeah, are you a New York guy? Yes. But, um, and you work in television. I, I, I guess I, uh, my question is like, th- does the television industry in America, like, they seem to, I guess, hold the comedy seller to the same esteem as stand-ups in New York does, I guess? I mean, does it hold, I'm asking a question, do, does the TV industry in America also have the same opinion, high opinion of the comedy seller as you know the comics oh, here. Well, so the TV industry as a whole. Yeah. That's it. I mean, Comedy Central. Yeah. Has that opinion okay. of the comedy seller. Right. That's who you want to have. If right. ABC or NBC, it doesn't matter. Oh like, no! But I'm know, asking the question though. They, as in, do you feel that the TV? Anyone, I'll say this: anyone who knows comedy, right, will know that the comedy sellers is. Okay. I would say arguably the best club in the country. The only agree. other one that you could maybe make an argument for is the comedy store in LA. I'm not saying it is, but 
still, that would be the discussion. The, the brand with, name. With anybody who knows comedy, okay. maybe the improv might fall in there. Okay. You know, but those would be the three names that maybe sure. you'd sure. speak about. But anyone really knows comedy, they'll be like, all the best comics and Dan Natterman perform at the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Do you feel like some of the beauty of the comedy cellar is in its, in its, that kind of almost inaccessible way you can only come here in New York. You can only watch it here. You can only, you know. And or you know, Vegas now. Well, now <laughs> Vegas now, yeah. But do you feel like putting it on television can kind of, you know, suck some of the oh, magic away? No, I think it would, it would make some of the magic be like, I have to go to New York to this club where I can see Dan and Ronnie and, and Nimesh and Judah and like. Yeah, David Korn. And David Korn <laughs> every once in a while. Right. But, um, but you know what's interesting? Well, I mean, Ronnie, the thing about... John, do you want to have a seat? John Laster? John Laster! No one can. He can't hear you. He can't hear, John, do you want... Oh, for goodness sakes. Do you want to have a seat, Johnny? John. Uh, we well, I'll tell you what we're talking about. And we're a little over time, but they can always edit it. And it, too much is better than too little. Anybody can leave when they want. But we're, put your headset on if you would. This is John Laster, one of our host, one of our regular MCs. I think one of the finest MCs we have here. Um, Thank you, brother. He's very good. I love his joke about, uh, do you think we're not going to get our money? But, I'll leave, but you'll have to come here to hear the rest of the joke. Yes, which, you will. This is Ian Gelfand. John, do you know Ian? Me and Ian go way back. Ian is the showrunner for the Comedy Central show. You're familiar with what we're doing. At the, I sure am. The Comedy Central show that we've been we've been discussing. So it's an awesome, you, awesome so, idea. So so um, Ronnie just asked the question: Does he think a show on TV should the show go on TV? We don't know yet if it's been picked up. Still waiting to hear from Comedy Central. Uh, the question being is if it gets picked up and it becomes successful. John uh, Ronnie was wondering if that'll suck some of the magic, make the Comedy Cellar less special because it's so accessible. Now you turn on your TV, you can see the Comedy Cellar. It's not this place that you have to go to New York to see. I, I think that's what Ronnie, what you were getting at. Sure. So Ian doesn't see it that way. I, I, I don't know if you have any particular thoughts about that. No, I think it adds value. I think. Um, I, I, I think we it, all agree it's, it's going to make Noam even richer. But without question. Well, well, let me let me put it to you this way, uh, Ronnie. Like when you see. Have you ever been somewhere and they're like, like, oh, that's where they shot Forrest Gump or whatever the thing is like. Or the diner that, the diner on Seinfeld. Right, the diner. Look how many people, like, it creates more magic when it's on TV where totally. people are just like, oh, I want to take a picture in front of it. I want to go in. I want to see those or, comments. Or, 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 or Louis show. Like, come on. Well, I think Ronnie's uh, would would agree that it's definitely going to make the seller more famous and probably more lucrative. But will it lose something, just in terms of an intangible quality that when you go there, you're someplace that is, uh, Ronnie? Am I? Am I? Uh, no, no, no. In fact, I was playing. Am I echoing your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. No, I was asking the question. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm playing devil's advocate because you know, first of all, it's, I, it's not up to us anyway whether the thing goes ahead or not. But I was just saying, like, it's not just about show, showing the seller; it's also showing what's happening at the seller. And whether or not that kind of takes the magic away a little bit, you know, when, you know, in, in social network, when they make Facebook and they're talking about putting ads. And, well, anyway, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Well, I, I'll also say this, like, so when you watch stand up on TV, it's never as good as when you see it in person. I agree. So what happens is, is someone watches on TV, they come to the show and they go, oh, my, like, it, right. oh, my God, being there was such a better experience you know yeah, absolutely. it just it, it, it the whole thing is a cycle that'll just yeah. help that magical sure. feeling 
I uh, hope so, and I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I'm just, I was just playing devil's advocate. That's okay. No, yeah, yeah. Well, what's good about it is also is that we're, we, you know, because it's all topical. I don't generally do topical jokes in my act because they don't last long, and right. it's effort that I have to expend to write a joke that I can only use for two weeks. But yeah, and this is where. So I this do. means that but, uh, any joke I do is not something that's gonna. Inter, you know, that, that's that's not that I'm not going to use yeah. anywhere else. Right, it's not going to destroy not, your it's act. It's not going to make my not. act like oh, we've heard that already because I'm not going to do these jokes anywhere else. Right, right. And and uh, for being on the show, you get paid, so it, you're getting paid to write that joke. Or oh, two. we forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what John. I mean, John, John and I are like. Um, yeah, it's a challenge, but I, I feel like we we spoken about this. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're at this level. It's step a creative challenge. challenge. Step up to the step challenge. Step up to it. You're at this level. Yeah. Step up to the challenge. Like, and, and, yeah, that's and, that's it's the job. And you didn't get here by not meeting challenges. You're not at you're not at this club exactly. because you don't meet challenges. Exactly. And, and Let's hit the stage, Ronnie. I gotta go. I gotta okay, go. On stage. Ronnie and Johnny are both going on stage. All right, Ronnie. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, guys. All right, I guess. Uh, Ian, I guess we'll wrap it up since everybody's leaving us. Thank you for coming, Ian, and we anxiously await. Uh, well, you know, I, I can't speak for no one, but I'd love to have you back on when and if the show gets picked up. I, I feel optimistic, uh, given that you said we scored a 1,600 on our, on our um, focus group, assuming it's graded like the SATs. Yes, um, I will say this. Um, I would love to come back when this gets picked up and uh, discuss uh, the future of it and then after the first season. I would love to discuss well, how. Excuse me, we'll have you back for pro, for for negotiations because we're going to all want pay raises uh, there you once go. this show becomes. Me become. too. Me too. Okay. Well, you'll have to kill, take that up with Comedy Central. Um, but hey, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank and you, Dan, you Ian Gelfand. Funny. Thank you, Ian, and and you happen to be uh, spot on in that analysis. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on the Comedy Seller Show.